Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Oh, this is going to be like a super exciting show for all of you. Uh, You know, a couple things I want to say out of the gate. One is uh, there are a number of things we were talking about doing this year, 2018. Uh, And at the same time, other things started to happen really positively. So the things we thought we were going to launch this year are crowdfunding number one, Because of these other incredible things and all of the people that are joining the network that want to join the network to either host their own show and co-host and all of the energy around that, we had to let go of everything around the launch date of crowdfunding, but not the preparation. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I got Stacy's book. Stacy DeMarco is my very special guest today. And for those of you out there, just go to themodernwitch.com. That's one place to go. But as I'm looking at Stacy and looking at what she's doing in the world, she is a spiritual practitioner, metaphysician, uh, and witch. And her passion is to make practical magic accessible to everyone. And this is what we love. You know, you all know me for branding street smart spirituality. That's what we're talking about here today on steroids, so to speak, because, you know, when I launched that, I just saw myself as a girl from the Bronx that decided to follow the, the, all of the breadcrumbs, the universe laid out. And I discovered there's much more to that. Today, we get to talk to Stacey, not only about her life, her journey, what she's created, right? But we get to talk with her about this idea, this energy, right? The energy in this 2019 lunar and seasonal diary. Now, why? When I open it up, here's the deal. It's a matter of tapping in to the energy that you have, the energy that I have, the energy that's being brought forth. And then I'm just going to be picking Stacy's brain to get some answers. Stacy, it's great to have you here. Oh, God, you know, after that amazing piece of insight that you have just given everybody, I don't know whether I need to actually speak. I'll just say hi. (laughs) Can we we talk about the great skiing outside Seattle? (laughs) But, you know, I got to tell you, what do you make? Let's start with what I I just said. So Jessica uh, talked to one of our other hosts, uh, Colette, who's been with us for, for six years. Yes. And on her own, had a call with Colette. And then here I am over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at, feel, leaning into all the great things that are happening here and all the wonderful people joining. And what it what dawned on me was, I've got to be willing 
to let go of the launch date for our crowdfunding initiative, which literally is going to change the landscape of technology for broadcasting and media. We've been working on it for three years. Wow. And I heard well, the voice. I'm excited. I'm excited what, for you. What do you make about, about that? What do you well, make no, about you know, just letting it go? No, no. The, this, this year, I mean, and we all know this. I mean, we're, we're almost at the, you know, I call it the pointing end of the year. We're almost at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. This year has been a year where kind of all the things that we know or we think we know, they get blown up. Mm. Like, you know, like have a look at the landscape in your country. Yep. The landscape is similar in my country in Australia. Um, you know, all the things that maybe aren't quite perfect, well, they're all falling apart and it feels quite chaotic. Now, when we do that, that doesn't mean we give up. That doesn't mean we curl up in a little ball and hope it all goes away, right? What, what it means is we keep our focus. We keep thinking about what we want, but we surrender outcomes like timing, right? So yeah. what you're talking about, you know, putting all this incredible technology together and all these great people and, you know, it, the timing that you had in your head, you know, for this year, maybe wasn't the right timing. But next year, 2019, let me tell you, I'm super excited about it because to me it's a year of rising. Mm -hmm. It's a year when everything starts, all that chaos starts to form into something so much better. So, you know, I reckon, you know, next year is perfect timing for you, particularly early in the year. Yes. And one of the things I did after reading your book, yeah. Uh, is I, I I looked at it now. This is this is after Jessica and I we just finished talking about this yeah. uh, because I thought Jessica would be upset with the idea of letting it go. But yeah. what we talked about is it's not about the time; it's about yeah. giving this uh, this initiative fifteen years in the making, giving it its due. And so mm -hmm. I looked at the book and I thought, well, wait a minute, how about? January 5th. And I started to read your book. And that's what I want to talk with you about. Yeah. Let's talk about what this book literally outlines for us in terms of, shall I call it an energetic blueprint for things we should be asking ourselves or thinking yep. about? Yes. I like to think of it exactly the way that you've just stated and also as like a magical companion. Yes. So so this is something you take through the year. You don't you don't just sort of pick it up every now and again. You it's something that I know from, you know, readers in in Australia we've been publishing this a southern hemisphere edition for eight years, nine years actually, nine years for next year. Um so so I know that people have this every day. They look at it every day. They look and see where the moon is. They look and see what the seasons are doing. They look and see what particular uh, deities, energies like gods and goddesses are doing around this time. And then they overlay, like you're saying in, in your intro, you, your own energy, your own intentions. And there are some really good timings for that, right? There, so there are, you know, on you were talking about January 5th, uh, and you open the diary up and January 5th just happens to be, you know, around a dark moon, right? So yes. this is in the lunar cycle and we have a chance, isn't it great, we have a chance every 28 days to do this, <laughs> is to let stuff go, to surrender. Now, I think that is a really hard thing for a lot of people to do. I mean, maybe not for you, you know, Pat, but, but you know, the average person finds it kind of 
easier to strive for something than to let go of all the stuckness or grudges or, you know, things that are in their way. So, you know, Dark Moon, we get a chance of doing that and it's beautiful. We're, we're just tapping into cycles, massive mega cycles that are already there to assist us. Mm. You know what I was fascinated by? I'm reading your book and I love, I love the way you laid this out. I really, it's just so beautiful because what it does is, first of all, I'm going through it and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, and I didn't think this through this way. Just yeah. so you know, I mean, it's yeah. not like I woke up and I said, oh, Pat, your moon is in Capricorn, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, uh, I've, the show today with you. So I yeah. love the way the universe and things line up magically, right? Yeah. That today, Jessica and I are on the same page in that, what are we rushing to? It would yeah. be scarcity to rush and not give this the energy at once. That's yeah. number one. Number yeah. two, January. Why did January come up? And then I started to look at what you talk about when you talk about uh, how and why do spells work. Mm. So let's talk about those. Because right in the book, you talk about the spiritual path, the scientific path, five top casting tips, right? Yep. And yep. I started to read this. And I started <laughs> to say, oh, let me go through this. Yeah. And I, yeah. I said, yep, that's it. One, uh, yep. Oh, we just got to that. Oh, wait a minute. Three. Oh, if we rush, we won't be doing that. That's a problem. Yeah. Four. Uh-oh, we were trying to. Do... So let's go over this for a minute because yeah. I literally went through this. Yep. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know what? It's really funny because... Um, I've been teaching witchcraft for almost, gosh, 25 years. I'm dating myself now. I started, you know, quite young. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to make it incredibly rational, okay, mm -hmm. for people. Because people have this idea that witches, you know, we're all like pointy black hats and black velvet dresses and we're all out there cursing folk and, you know, like that, that there's nothing rational about this, you know. And uh, I've come from a really, really rational background. My my education, my life is, you know, there's, there's no kind of magical folk in, in uh, my background. Mm -hmm. So um, when I began to look at this pathway, I thought, oh, my God, this is so, so rational. This is, <laughs> you know, like there is, there is nothing woo-woo about this. This is, you know, and, but I wanted to break it down for folks, right, to make it to make people understand that even if you believed in nothing, like you believed in the flying spaghetti monster, <laughs> you you didn't believe in any kind of spirituality, you could see the strength and beauty in this pathway, right? So when when we look at spell casting, people have this very strange idea about what spells are and, um, you know, you've got to do them 10 past two on a Sagittarius moon in the middle of the night and <laughs> naked and you got to, you know, you've got to, pierce your skin with blood, you know, and get blood. All this really weird <laughs> stuff and it's nothing like that, right? So I broke down when I first broke how spells work down into the thing that you're looking at here and we'll, we'll quickly go over it. There's yeah. kind of five, five uh, like I call it the anatomy of a spell and there's about five points that you've got to hit if you're going to write your own spells and anyone can do this, anybody, right? When I first did this, 
there was a lot of people in my country that were really upset that, you know, that they were they were already witches, that I was breaking this down and making it easy for people. Oh. Right? Because, oh, that takes the mystery away. That means anyone can do this. Mm. Right? So I wanted to make it very egalitarian. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let me tell you, I wasn't very popular for a while amongst the community <laughs> Because I was doing this thing that, you know, you, you spoke about of demystifying something that was, you know, that was quite mysterious, right? Right. So the first, so the first thing when, you, when you're doing a spell is you've got to have a focus. You, you've sat there and you've had a little think about what you want and um, hopefully a larger think about what you want because when you're doing spellcraft, chances are it's all going to happen for you. So you might as well have a focus for something that you want, Right. Mm-hmm. Then number two is the purpose and intention. We're really digging into the focus here. We're, we're clearly and concisely stating what the spell is for, okay? And so we're not going thee and thou and getting all fancy around it and writing an essay. We're having one or two sentences about what we want, right? And then raising power. This is what you were saying. Oh, well, maybe I was, you know, we're, we're not giving it enough energy, Raising power, it means you're raising energy to boost your intention and there's so many ways of doing that. You know, meditation, emotions, drumming, dancing, moving, anything like that, um, there's a huge amount of ways to raise power. And even you crowdfunding, that yeah. is raising power. That is raising power. Getting the money, the, 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 um, the energy, all money is is an exchange, right? Getting all that energy... Up there, that is that is definitely the raising power part. Yeah. Then, then a real the really fun bit in spellcraft is when you release all that energy, right? So releasing, you know, you see the old fashioned witches, you know, uh, putting their arms out and electricity coming out of their fingers, or you know, great. Well, that's all cool, but you know, generally we'll do it clapping, shouting, <laughs> stomping. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff. And for you guys, it might be launching your campaign. Yeah. It might be having your launch day. Yeah. There's, you know, so many ways of doing this. And then the last thing is, and this is the most neglected part of spellcraft, is that people construct a spell and they do it really well and then they go, oh, well, you know, that's enough. Um, I, I've done my spell. I don't need to worry about it now. And uh, I can tell you no spell works from the couch. Oh. Right? right. So no. Right, so they don't participate, they don't ground themselves afterwards and, you know, spellcraft, you know, can make you feel, if you've really raised a lot of energy, it can make you feel a little bit ungrounded so you've got to make sure that you, you ground yourself later and there's lots of ways to do that. But, but the, the, this idea of participation that you've got to take, I always tell my students, you've got to take one physical step because we are physical beings as well as being, you know, having a little spiritual soul or whatever people would like to believe, but... You know, we are physical beings on a physical planet, so you you actually have to take a few steps towards your own goal, right? Take you know extreme ownership of what you've what you've just created, um, and then the universe opens the pathway for you, right? So, but but you've still got to say, hey, yeah, I'm serious. I'll take a few steps. Wow, you know what I love about this, and loving hearing you talk about it is so much better than me reading it. But <laughs> what I love about it is how both Jessica and I walked through this together over the weekend without oh. saying, "Let's walk through this together in this way." Yeah. But there's an energy about it, and you know, I come from a very interesting family. I come from an Italian family and a South American family. Oh. My father was born in, in, in down in Brazil. 
And so when I think about that, what I remember is, let me just call them superstitions. Yep. My grandma, she had more superstitions about how you stir your coffee, what direction you go, right? To stir the coffee. Uh, And it's not like she made a big deal, but she would talk about it and, and just say, no, go this way. Yeah. And, and, and she would come up with sayings. But the one thing that we don't realize is there's a purposeful intent that we can have on calling into being that which we desire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And witchcraft is, I mean, look, you know, people sort of have a very strange idea what witches are and what witchcraft yeah. is, right? And, yeah. and yeah. You know, Dr. Pat, that's only because we've had a bad PR day for the last 2,000 years, yeah. right? Yeah. That's that's the only reason. Um, you know, if people actually are educated or they sit down and they they actually understand, you know, that it, it is the Indigenous practice of Europe, we understand that there is, you know, a, a lot of um, really uh, positive, um, you know, learnings to be had in this. And you know, like my, like you're talking about your your parents. You know, my my grandma. You know, she was from Northern Ireland, and even though you know, I say I don't have a magical family. You know, my grandmother would tell me about the mythos about you know the hares in the field and you know the moon that comes from that, and a lot of the Celtic you know stories about the fairies and midsummer and things like that. That oh no, don't go out tonight. You know stay close to the house. And it's like, what? why is that? Oh, it's midsummer night. You know, the, the fire out tonight, darling, don't go out. Mm. Right? And these, these stories, they're important. You know, we, we in, the, in the diaries, you know, there, are, there is, you know, a lot of the mythos, you know, the myth. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't call it myth because myth has come to mean a lie, right? When someone says, oh, yeah, that's myth, that means it's not true. You know, in the in the ancient times, or when the times were where these stories originated, um, mythos is the Greek term. Mythos meant a story with a truth. Okay, so when I refer to you know these superstitious stories or these little fairy stories or whatever you would like to refer to them, um, I always refer to them as mythos, a story with a truth. Yeah, because you know in these they're they're often linked to seasons. You know, as you can see through the book. Um, you know, they're, they're an important way for us to learn about our humanity, but also as a guideline to have us thinking about what, how we should live our lives better, you know, how we should, you know, do, do, we, do we go down this, this path or this path, you know. There's, it's, it's a very interesting thing because every single culture um, that we know of has had an oral or a, a written tradition of mythos. Yeah. You know, here's what I love about this is that um, we get to look at our forward moving action, right? Because that's my sense of the book. Um, This is a forward moving action. It doesn't mean we're not going to really reflect on whatever's going on now or maybe take a look back. But this is about forward moving. And as I started to read the book, and I want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. I had no idea the moon and the moon cycles were so, how should I say it, exacting in what their energy is. So I started to go through this today after talking to Jessica. 
And I started to go through this and I thought, okay, well, let me think about this. So let's talk a little bit about what the phases of the moon are. I'd like to start with that because as we went through this, it was intuitively that we said, you know, this is going to be about a new endeavor and it is about business. And so I didn't even look at the the new moon until I had that thought. I'm usually a full moon girl. I don't know Ah. why that is. But all of a sudden, I was drawn to the new moon. Can you take us through what each of these are? Because I think this is how the listeners are going to get why I'm I'm leading up to this. Yeah, all right. So, So following the lunar cycle is as easy as you looking up in the night sky, okay? easy as that right and we've been as human beings following the energies of the lunar cycle as as long as we could stand up on our hind legs okay so this this has gone on for a really long time we forgot okay so if if you want to imagine that the the lunar cycle is a circle and at the top of that circle imagine this you've got your full moon okay so I'm going to start I'm going to start at full moon okay and at the bottom of the circle, you have what we call dark moon. So that means that that's the moon that you can't see in the sky. It's there, but, you, you know, you really can't see it, all right? And next to that dark moon at the bottom of the circle is a little sliver of a moon called new moon, okay? But let's go back up to the top. We have a big, fat, full moon. Yeah. So when we look at that big, big, fat, full moon, most people, as you said, intuitively go, whoa, look at that, look at all that energy. Oh, isn't it beautiful? And they sit out and they have picnics in my country. You know, we we have a lot of beaches, so people tend to go out and we watch the moon rise, right? It's a, it's kind of a thing, which I'm really happy it's become a thing. <laughs> people have like sunset picnics, right? So the the moon comes up. And in spellcraft, we look at the moon as at that full moon as being full power, kapow, you know, full. If you really want something and, and it's not really happening for you, that is the night that you set your intentions and do your spellcraft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is also the night uh, that witches do uh, devotion. So, you know, if we have gods and goddesses that we, we work with, that's the night that you give thanks um, it's a it's a Sabbath night for for us for a lot of pagan paths and you know you you might do a little ritual or something for the better good of the world and for your own family and you so it's all very positive okay full moon is also a great night to do spells for justice um, it's also a great night to do uh, any workings around prosperity okay. Mm. Right. So then we go. What happens then? So the moon is full, and then the next night, what happens? It starts to get smaller in the sky, right? Right. So all that waning, and that waning cycle, getting smaller in the sky, that ha- that's around about two weeks ish. Okay. So you've got plenty of time. So what's the waning moon great for? So you don't have to just go for full moon. Everyone thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to do spells on full moon. <laughs> you've got two weeks. For um, waning cycle, and waning cycles are fantastic because they're the times that you can get rid of things or reduce reduce the energy on things. So if you've got, say, a neighbour who's a bit of a pain, um, we don't interfere with free will, but you could certainly ha- use a waning cycle for, um, you know, reducing the impact that they have on you, okay? Or if you're uh, wanting to drop a few pounds 
setting intentions for doing it around that time is the time because we are reducing the energy around things, right? So reducing pounds, right? So anything we want to reduce or get smaller, that is the time. And then, as you imagine, it gets smaller and smaller in the sky until there's nothing, okay? I mean, it's there. That's the dark moon. Now, you said full moon's your favourite. Dark moon's mine because I was actually born on a dark moon and uh, we often have a a love of the moon or feeling very relaxed and energised on the moon that we're born on. Um, uh, Then the dark moon for me and for, for a lot of people is a restful time. It's the time you just go, oh, I can surrender everything, right? If you've got a bad habit, if you've got something uh, that you're really stuck on, if you have, say, an illness, that is the night you leave it behind, okay? Because guess what? The next day is what? Full of possibilities. It's the new moon, okay? So you leave all your garbage. (laughs) Dark moon. Because you don't want to take it into the new moon, do you? I don't think so, right? So new moon is great for setting intentions around your new business, around any new project around exam success um, uh, for your health. And if you've dropped those pounds in the, um, in, the, uh, in the waning cycle and the dark moon, well, guess what? You're going to set um, some intentions for your bodily health and vitality in your new moon, right? So you can, you can work this just a slightly different way, right? And then this new moon. I mean, for example, I start all my books, all my all my writing projects on a new moon, right? And even if that might be I'm not ready, I will do the title page and a paragraph and on a new moon and that means I've started the project on a new moon. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is fascinating because I, I I looked up once upon a time. I think I looked up the, the like the 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 day I was born, right? Yes, I looked yes. up because my sister told me that mom, you were supposed to come like they thought for sure, like on the 9th Mm -hmm. of December. And they said it took you two days, right? Because my mother like was in labor for like forever, they said, right? And, And so I looked it up. I looked what the 9th was, then the 10th and the 11th. And the on the 9th, there was a 1% visibility, like, like you just said, the dark moon. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a little bit more on the 10th. And by the time it got to the 11th, we were at 7%. Yeah. So that's a new moon, pretty much. It's a new moon. Yeah. And so, so my relationship with the full moon didn't happen till I was later in life. And so now as I'm reading your book, what I see is that, first of all, I just love the moon. I've always loved the moon. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm looking at this and I'm saying, but of course, of course, we're going to wait till January. And why was I zooming in on like the fourth and the fifth? Well, the fifth is the new moon. And then I was reading what this said. And so here's my question I want to ask you about when we come back. Yeah. A lot of times we're highly intuitive about these lunar cycles. But sometimes our free will kind of jumps in there. Our logic jumps in there. When we come back, I want to go through this and talk about the wheel of the year, because I think that's new. A lot of folks are going to love that. 
And then talk about how, as we go through this year, as we look at these lunar energies, what other things should we know? How mm. about cleansing? You know, mm. How about looking at prosperity? How mm. about looking at the gods and the goddesses that we can also be aware about? But most importantly, why is it so important that Jessica and I both are on the same page about the future of the network and the show? Mm. What is getting clear about 2019 really mean? Uh, and that's why Stacy DeMarco's here. Stacy, before we go to break, how can yep. people get a copy of the book? How can they find out more about you? Oh, well, if, if you want to find out more about me, as you suggested, you can go to themodernwitch.com, which is my website, and you can learn more about me and more about Spellcraft. There's lots of information on there, free information. If you would like to see, uh, to get a book, uh, to, to get a copy of the uh, seasonal Lunar and Seasonal Diary, um, it's available on am everything from Amazon to your local store. So, um, you know, your local bookstore, uh, you know, in Seattle, I'm sure you'd, you'd be able to pick up a copy. I love it. Insights coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about mm, what's going on in 19. What should we know? What should we plan? But most importantly, why is clarity so important? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, you know, I know I threw out a lot of questions there before we went to break, but that's why we've got Stacey DeMarco joining us here today. We're talking about the 2019 Lunar and Seasonal Diary, and the reason we call it seasonal for a reason. Um, but out of this and looking at this, um, Stacey, one of the things I love is that not only did this give me more insight into the energies of this, Clearly, there are some things in here that I am now more aware of. One of them is the wheel of the year. And I have been doing this 15 years. I've done about 8,000 interviews. And this is the first time I've heard this talked about this way. Tell us what the wheel of the year is about. All right. It's the annual cycle of seasonal festivals. All right. Mm -hmm. And it was originally uh, the Celtic wheel of the year okay yeah. so um you know and if you think about uh countries like america and australia you know we we have um a lot of people from that background okay um most cultures uh that are linked to the land which is you know the, the older indigenous cultures they would also have seasonal wheels okay but this the the one that i've laid over this diary is the the celtic wheel of the year so the reason that these these are so important and, and it's imagine a wheel and it's broken up into eight um again these these um these festivals or these these celebrations are linked to the different, uh, not not just you know thinking about spring and winter and stuff. they're linked to growing, okay. And and yeah. this is if we think about what we want. I don't know what what you want, Pat, but I can tell you, I want to grow. I yeah. want to seek and grow and change and have a really interesting life. Um, and I I, I want to I want to get 
better, not worse. <laughs> so so um, the, the, we can overlay that growth pattern and the times of rest and the times of light and dark and, and those sort of things over our own personal year. So, for example, I'll give you an example out of this year because the next festival um, coming up very close is uh, a festival called Samhain, okay, and that happens October 31. So what's October 31, guys? Halloween. Right. So it used to be called Samhain before it was called All Hallows' Eve Halloween, okay? It's the same festival. It was appropriated. Okay, so Samhain is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, all right, so, but it's pronounced Samhain. So Samhain was the part in the wheel of the year where the, the people would celebrate death. They'd celebrate the end of the growing season, right, because coming into the end of October, it's cold, right, so everything is starting to ice over or, or you know, nothing's going to really, really grow. So it was this idea of the, um, the darkness coming, that death is just a part of life. It's not a taboo like it is now. It's, you know, people would die at home. People, you know, death would be of life. And this was the celebration for that. So there was a particular gods and goddesses that were honoured at this time, the gods and goddesses of the underworld. Um, the, and, and it's not a creepy thing. It was always a very positive thing, just death is part of life, okay? So the next one after that is a festival that um, you'd, you'd understand the name here is Yule, right? So it's a, a, it was very influenced by the, the Norse and that is very close to Christmas time. Mm. Yule, right? The, that's yeah. a European, if you go to Europe, people still call Christmas Yule, right? Yule is a, a festival where we know that the, the darkness, the length of the day, is now going to be, is, is going to be um, getting lighter again, right? So it's a celebration of the light returning, okay, after the winter has happened, right? So all the festivals, I, I can go on with the other six, but all the festivals are linked to the cycles of light and dark. So they're, they're solstices or equinoxes. They're um, linked to growth or rest. They're linked to particular gods and goddesses around that. So your spring festivals, for example, you are linked to, to beautiful goddesses and gods that are about fertility and about prosperity and about, you know, the, the um, energy of the earth coming back up and affecting people. I, for me, I yeah. love an understanding of this. And I want to ask you this question mm. about the energies, kind of how they come together. And I think what I was mentioning before was intuition. Yes. I don't, some people say, oh, you know, I have a gut, gut feeling. We say yeah. got a gut feeling, right? And so Jessica and I came to the same realization. We had a gut feeling. Now, this was just not the right time yeah. for us to be going in this direction. And and then I, I got your book and I started to look at this. And for those of you out there, I just want to say, um, you know, Stacey DeMarco is joining me here today. She's the author of the 2019 Lunar and Seasonal Diary. Um, and uh, for those of you out there, if you want to find out more about Stacey, we made that pretty easy. Pretty easy. Go to themodernwitch.com, themodernwitch.com. 
So one of the things I loved about this is, is, is it's not just about understanding what we've already talked about, yeah. but it's now looking at like the month. So we were talking about January, yeah. but I was also talking about December of this year. Mm. And, and, I, and the reason I was is because this feeling about something that I should be doing in in December and my birthday's in December. Oh. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't really have any information. And so I started to look at this and then I took a snapshot of where the moon would be in yes. December. Yeah. And I just said, why am I being drawn to something here with what we're doing in December? Hmm. And 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 what is it? Is it really on my birthday month? And when I looked at this again, what I found was that I was drawn to December 7th. Yeah. And not the 11th, my birthday, but the 7th. And and then I went and looked it up. And I want to talk about that because I didn't know until I looked it up. I think the 7th is the new moon. I I can't recall. Yes, it is. It's the new moon. It's a new moon. Um, And it's in Sagittarius, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Linda said to me, why didn't you pick the birthday like you always pick your birthday? I said, to be honest with you, I don't really know. But the 11th did not come up for me. She said, oh, that's weird. Weird. Why don't you ask Stacy? Yeah. You know what? I've got a a little theory about intuition, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a a big scientific sort of body of of information about (laughs) about, uh, intuition. (laughs) Really good books about it. And, you know, I I think... um, in its plainest sense, it's the stuff we already know is our truth. Yeah. Right? It's mm. an expression of our authenticity. Mm. And it's also an expression of all the knowledge and wisdom that we have already gathered. Now, I don't see it as in competition with right. logic, right? So remember how I mentioned before we had mythos and that's changed, right? Well, the idea of logic has also changed. So the ancient Greeks, they used to teach logos and mythos together, okay? So the idea of logic and an idea of creativity or mythos, intuition, they used to teach that woven together. So it's only, you know, like one is not better than the other. So it's only really our recent educational system that is that has kind of pushed them apart right so your your intuition you decided inside of you said you know your little voice that we all should listen to said oh actually it's not my birthday check out number seven yeah check out the seven and so thankfully you did right and yeah. now you're going to use your positive logos your very you know your your powerful intellect to actually do something around that, okay? So there is, a, you know, in my field, there is a lot of people who um, who blame their intuition, right? They don't use their intellect, right? It's the opposite. So I think you've got to use both. Yeah. I think the, the intuition is incredibly powerful and we should listen to that. I mean, how many times in, the, in your life have you gone, I knew it, I knew I should have done that, I knew it. Right? Like, I can tell you, I, I, you know, I'm pretty, that, that, has, that has happened to me a number of times. I'm better at listening, you know, now. 
But, you know, it's very easy. I've got lots of clients who turn around going, I had a feeling I shouldn't do that or I had a feeling I I should do it and I didn't. So, you know, especially I think intuition is very powerful around people. Okay, so when we when we meet first meet someone, okay, yeah, we right. get a good vibe for them, or we right. get a bad vibe from them, or we go, you know what, I I really like them, but there's something a little bit amiss, right? <laughs> and, and generally, we're really right. This idea of the first impression, right, is 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 actually validated in science that that we we do have um, this the, this whole total of our experience is often quite accurate in in measuring whether we're going to get on with someone or not. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, look, you don't probably don't know this, but uh, one of the primary reasons you and I are talking today is that 15 years ago, uh, almost to the date, I dialed a wrong phone number and I didn't hang up. And within 10 minutes, and this is 2003, within yeah. 10 minutes, I pulled out a credit card. I charged $10,000. I bought one hour of radio on an internet only network. Wow. 13 weeks for about 10 grand. And it honestly, I never looked back. Now my friends and everybody around me looked at me and said, oh, she's losing her mind. (laughs) Three months later, the station that you're on here, this is before we we launched our network. uh, Same thing happened. Five days a week just happened to come available. Just happened to come available. Yeah. And so sometimes you're right. The world in its all of its physical nature has things materialize. Yeah. Yeah. But inside I at that point in time I never questioned whether I should do this. And and I had just finished going to school for 8 years for totally something totally different. And, Pat Pat let me tell you I can yeah. really relate, right? I was in a corporate job earning a lot of money okay I was young and I was earning I you know like money hand over fist and I from the outside it looked like you know all my girlfriends were like oh you have the best life look you have an apartment you've got a really cool car you've got great clothes blah 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 you know all of that and I was like dying inside yeah and I decided I'd I'd write a book about witchcraft because I was sort of discovering that and then about halfway through writing it, I realized if this thing was success, Pat, I was going to have to quit my job to become a witch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So can you imagine, like, can you imagine, like, trying to tell your parents that or trying to tell your boyfriend that, that, um, you know, this career that I have, um, I'm actually going to put that to one side because... I'm actually going to become a professional witch. <laughs> right? It's, it's, you know, it's, it, look, honestly, my parents, I wish I had been able to take a picture of their face because it was like, um, you know, my dad had the O shape with his mouth and my mother just was standing there going, you, please tell me you're not giving up your job. You're not giving up your job, right? So it was, it was really a traumatic period. But like you, you, you know, you, had this feeling that, all right, well, I'm going to risk, you know, I'm going to do this thing because it feels it feels completely the right path to go down. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what, 
when I started to doubt myself and yeah. really take in everybody's opinion, not yeah. only did that not turn out well for me, but I came down with a mystery disease, April 1st of 2004. Wow. And the mystery disease, and I look back at it now, and <laughs> it was the thing that kept me on this path because yeah. I have this radio show and all I wanted to do was do a show <clears throat> primarily for women that was about body, mind, spirit so that we could figure this thing out together. And here we are today, you and I, and we're talking about how we can be aware of the cycles we're in and yet at the same time be purposeful. Yeah, being sensitive doesn't mean you're not purposeful. Yeah. Okay. So, So this is kind of where... I kind of made a bit of a niche for myself in the beginning because he was like, you know, like one of the financial, I I used to, you know, um, uh, be in sort of those sort of areas. And Mm -hmm. so the big financial paper in Australia, a bit like your Wall Street Journal. Yeah. They interviewed me after my first book, which was kind of a book about, you know, um, having prosperity and spiritual you know, in a, in a spiritual way, but also it was very, you know, very, very rational around how witchcraft could help you with that, right? And so there really wasn't much out there about that. Um, but this idea that you could be spiritual and have prosperity in an ethical way was something very new, okay? So this this idea that you're talking about of this sort of inner wisdom and um, working it through with other women, right? And witchcraft yeah. you know, is a very powerful matriarchal path in a lot of ways because it's masculine and feminine. Um, and the goddess is, you know, very strong in that, the, the divine feminine. Um, that that was kind of something um, that people really found it hard to get their head around at first and kind of like what, you know, why how did you do this? Why would you want to do this? You know, how how did you work this through? Well, you know, we can be sensitive and rational. The lunar cycles, the seasonal cycles, they're there. They've always been there, right? So if we can just be mindful of those, and like I said, it's as easy as looking up in the night sky or it's easy as walking out your front door and feeling the, you know, the, the temperature or looking at the light, you know, how short the days are, how long they are, those sort of things. Well, it not only makes us more sensitive to nature and we are human animals and we need we need that connection, yeah. but also it makes us more aware of being able to take advantage of the big mega cycles that are already there. Mm. Why push against it? You know, why, you know, push against, you know, the, the natural cycles when you don't have to? Oh, you know, the other thing I love about this, but before we jump to talking about the relationship here with Mm. the moon and astrology and the goddesses, please, one more time, I would love folks to get a copy of the book and also find out more about you. Uh, What's the best way we can send people to do that? Okay, so if you want to learn a bit more about me or about what I do and about spellcraft and the cycles and all that, you can go to themodernwitch.com. And there's lots of free information. There's lots of, you know, really cool stuff on that site. It's all free. Go in and go in and have a play. And then the the um, 2019 Lunar and Seasonal Diary, you can 
get that online at Amazon um, or you can go to your local bookstore and, you know, ask them for it. Most stores would have it. Wow, thank you. So one of the things I was also struck by is, as I started to read the book, the relationship to astrology and also mm. the relationship to, you know, goddess, goddess, goddess energy. And yep. again, I, of course, I started to lean into January, but I didn't stop there. Yeah. You know, once I started to look at January and I started to look at the new moon in Capricorn, I went on to the other months. Um, yes. Can you talk about the fact that not only is this just brilliant for people to really map out their or chart out their course, mm. but bringing in the energy of the goddesses as well as astrology, yeah. it, it really creates an exponential energy, right? Yeah. This is about layering. Yeah. You know, like you don't... You know, just have, there's a, there's a lot of people who are really super into astrology, right? And they, yeah. and they only look at astrology, and that's all good. That's great, but there is we like I keep saying we're human animals, right? So we're we're on the planet, and I'm I'm kind of rational about this stuff. So why are we just looking at the planets, right? So why why aren't we looking at the seasons? Why aren't we looking at the elements? Why aren't we looking at the most ancient of gods and goddesses? Okay, so when we when I construct this diary every year, and by the way, can I tell you I'm writing the 2020 as we speak. That's how far ahead ahead us poor authors have got to work. Um, When we're we're looking at that, um, I try and pick deities that are um, that are are going to be really amazing allies for that time of the year. Yeah. Okay, so you know you don't have to be a you know a, a, a practitioner that, that that wants to particularly work with lots of gods and goddesses, but you know the the pagan path or the the traditional witchcraft path is one of gods and goddesses. It's an equal opportunity path. Um, it's not just one god. There are many. Um, most witches, for example, are are eclectic solitaries. They don't. They don't work with covens and that's, you know, something that is a stereotype. And most of them being eclectic means that they they choose their gods and goddesses or their energies from a variety of different paths or pantheons. So I guess what I wanted to do is, you know, if you're going through your year, it's nice to have allies, right? It's nice to have helpers. It's nice to have some powerful allies. Yeah. And, you know, every year I try and select, you know, 12 or more, um, one for each month, gods and goddesses that are, that are going to be perfect for that time of year to help you get what you want. Well, I mean, and that's really what connected for me is mm. there's so much energy in here that it then allows me to look at each day differently and look at each energy differently. Um, and so I want to thank you. Thank you, first of all, for bringing this message out to the world. To thank you for joining me here today. I know we've talked about a lot, and I'm sure I've left some things out. But I would love to hear from you. What's your vision for 2019? What are you tapping into here? Oh, well, I'm a little bit like you. You know, for a while I've had some, you know, dreams on the boil. And this is just the person and I'll, I'll go into something bigger in a second. But, yeah. you know, for me, um, uh, you know, it's a big year of, you know, if you think about that, that sort of anatomy of a spell, for me next year it's a bit like you. It's the release year, you mm-hmm. know. So, 
you know, I've been, as a writer, you always are working on something, but next year for me is a real sort of rising and and sort of coming out again, you know. Um, I've had a, a couple of years of, of really, you know, what we say here in Australia, you know, your head down and your tail up working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, so next year is is a bit more about, about the rise and coming out again, and you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of an introvert, so you know, I've got to I've got to gear up for that <laughs> in a lot of ways, and there's some travel in it for me as well, which is a good year for me to do that. But for, for just generally, like I said, this this year has been kind of a chaotic year, you know, things falling apart. Whereas next year, I really feel 2019 is is a year of 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 things reforming. Yes. You know, so there's still going to be chaos. There's still lots of things being worked through. But I really see it as a year of us being creative and seeing the possibilities in new ways. And I, I don't find that, and, you know, for some people that's very frightening. Um, you know, me, I'm an Aquarian. Um, we find all that really, really stimulating. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finding new ways to do things is a, is a great joy in my life. So, um, you know, I think... As long as people can relax a little bit around around this, um, to ride the the, the energies um, like you you know like your Kelly Slater on a surfboard, that's the way to do it. That's what I'm telling people. Don't go against the the big wave. Yeah. Get up on the board and ride it. You know, enjoy this. Um, and and then I think you know, as I said, I'm riding 2020. I think 2020 is going to be our year where we're a lot more solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the sense I get too is, uh, and that's why rushing things this year doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've been working on building this network and launching something beyond just a radio network, a, a community of people that are doing good things in the world. I mean, yeah. we call it our positive mojo movement. Oh, and it's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? And, and yet at the same time, there's just something about 2019 that feels easy. Yeah. Easy. I don't know. It's very flowful. It's flowful. I mean, I've, I've written that a number of times in the diary, right, that, that this is a flowful year. Like I said, get on the board, be Kelly Slater, go with that flow. Don't struggle against it, right? But know where you're going, you know, like Kelly knows what he's doing when he's on that wave, right? He doesn't just get on there and hope for the best, right? Yeah. Easy, but but you know it's a very purposeful thing he does, right? So, you know, for for you guys, you got a lot of skiers, you know, like so it's the same thing. I'm a really terrible skier. I love it. I try, but you know, I I always have a yard sale every day that I go out, you know. So it's kind of, you know, for me, I, it's the same thing. You know, you you can be free and you know in the in the snow but you still got to kind of have some idea of where you're pointing the skis yeah uh yeah and I'm not a skier I'm a snowshoer so you oh, better, I love it. yes you better yeah. watch where you're going yeah uh, look how many times have you put your foot through something right oh, I know past your thigh you know like I'm with you yeah <laughs> I know thank you so much for everything everybody Please, please check it out. Stacey DeMarco, check out the 2019 Lunar and Seasonal Diary. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll see you in a minute.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.